0: Welcome. It's another edition of the Stripe Show podcast. Froggy Wednesday here. Welcome to 2022. Had a great year here on the podcast in 2021 and we are starting off 2022 with somebody I tried to get on a couple times last year and he's been super busy doing all kinds of stuff and he is playing this week in the American Express Championship. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for your time. It's John Pack, man. Thanks for coming on.
1: Yeah, Froggy. I'm I'm really excited. Thanks for having me on the show
0: appreciate it man so uh an amazingly decorated college career the 2021 winner of the Haskins the Ben Hogan and the Jack Nick- Nicholas awards in case you're wondering that's pretty much every award that they give out for college golf you won all three of them in one season has that been done before um
1: honestly yeah, i don't know the the answer to that but uh yeah i was i was very honored to win those three awards and uh you know being at florida state was probably the best four years of my life so far so Yeah, I'm honored to be the three recipients of those
0: awards. It really is an amazing uh, college career. You can see uh, here if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see we've got his handle on Instagram at johnnydpac98 on Instagram. Make sure you uh, reach out to John there. But, I mean, it had to be you. You're at Florida State for four years, have an amazing career. I think you set the scoring record at Florida State, if I'm not mistaken. And you're talking guys like Brooks Kapka, Daniel Berger, Paul Azinger. There's been a lot of really good players that go through Florida State and you set the scoring record there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, that it means so much to me. Um, you know, Trey Jones, the coach out there, he does a fantastic job. You see, you know, the, one of the main reasons I went there is you see all these players that he gets, you know, Brooks, Daniel, they were they were good their freshman year. They were good in uh in high school, but the progression they have through the four four years is incredible. You know, he, he knows how to make a a great great player even better.
0: Yeah, I mean it's unbelievable what's been done there, but to set the scoring record really says something. And then you you get out on tour and and let's be honest, we'll call it like it is. At first it's been a little bit of a struggle. I know you made your first cut and then you missed uh six cuts in a row last year. What did you learn from getting out on tour and having that little bit of a rough start?
1: Yeah, um I wasn't prepared. Um, I was pretty tired after the college season and I took some time off between, you know, national championship and, and my pro debut. I I had maybe about a week there and I didn't practice. I was so burnt out. And, you know, I gotta be honest, I just wasn't prepared and the game wasn't there. And I think I I learned that I'm, I'm good enough to compete against these guys. When my game's on, I think I could, you know, definitely compete against these guys at the top level, but just got to be honest, the game just wasn't there last year, just wasn't playing great. And feels uh, a lot better right now. I had, you know, the off season to work on, work on my game. And, uh, you know, I feel pretty prepared this week. So, you know, I just got to go out there and sh-
0: show up, you know. What's been the biggest surprise so far that maybe you thought something was one way on the PGA Tour and you have now realized that it's completely different than what you thought?
1: Um, I think it's just the competition level between college and, and professional golf. I think the highest level people don't realize the highest level of ca- college and amateur golf is not quite as good, but like, you know, it's comparable. Cause think about it. My sophomore year, I was playing against Matt Wolf, Colin Markell and Victor Hovlin, and look what they're doing right now. So the competition level was there and it's just that transition period. You just got to learn how to, you know, find the ins and outs of the PGA tour and kind of, kind of figure out what works best for you.
0: So you get there and you get on tour. Have you had that? For lack of a better term, have you had that? Oh shit moment yet? Like I'm really here. I'm playing on the PGA tour.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely did. After I made my first cut and I was just standing over this, I had a birdie putt at, uh, the, uh, the stableford tournament and uh god I forgot the name of it, it Barracuda I, not the Barracuda Barracuda yeah Barracuda Barracuda, Barracuda sorry yeah flanked on that and I had a putt on the eighteenth hole about an eighteen foot and I was like oh shit this is for like if I make this putt that's like ten grand right there and I've I've never ever experienced that kind of you know feeling before you know i play with some buddies for a couple, you know, 20 bucks. I, I, I never was a big gambler. And right. I was just sitting there on 18. And I was like, looked at my cat. I was like, I, I just thought to myself and, you know, I've never been in that situation. I was like, yeah, right. dude, there, there's a lot of money on this putt right here. Did you make it? No, I missed it. It was like, <laughs> it was like 20 feet and it was like uphill, right to left and barely missed it. And yeah, it was just, just the thought of that. I was like, Oh wow, this is pretty cool.
0: Sean, how old were you when it registered that you know what I'm I'm good enough at this game to play on tour? Um probably not till my
1: freshman year of uh, of college. Really? You know, I knew I knew I was good in high school, but you know, just <laughs> it's it's hard to say you're good enough for the PGA tour because these guys are really, really good. And it's when I you know I won on college I won in college and then um i think i was a third second or third team all american and i was like you know if i if i keep progressing every year getting a little bit better i think i could i could get there and uh you know I, as the years went on i i got a little bit a little bit better
0: what did you do to get better and and not only that let's let's take this in steps in college what did you do to get better to to, to make your game to take you from one level to the next
1: i think the biggest thing is working on the right things. When I was in high school, I practiced damn near close to like eight hours a day, eight, nine hours a day. And I would just beat balls. And you know, I wouldn't work on the right things. When I got to college, I realized that I always beat myself up on putting. I thought I wasn't a good putter. But when you're hitting as many greens as I was, and not making, you know, 20 footers, you think you're putting bad. But you just have a lot more chances. So that was another thing I worked on my game mentally and then I worked on my wedge game significantly. You you make all your scoring clubs are from you know 80 to 120 yards. Like for a guy that doesn't hit as far, I put myself in par 5s from 80 to 120 yards. I have to be good from that yardage. I have to make birdie. So I worked on that a lot and I think people don't realize how big of a mental game golf is so that's something i worked on a lot you know i worked with a, a mental coach in uh in college his name was uh brett mccabe and yeah i i, I worked on them with i play with the mindset that you know it's not the end of the world if i don't hit a great shot you know it, it, you can't put so much pressure on yourself to hit perfect shots all the time and i think that's a lot of golfers have an issue with that. So I, I kind of play with the mindset, shake it off, you know, hit the next shot. It's it's all a process on the next shot.
0: Right. You know, a lot of people do think that, and, and I know that I've had the same thought as well, that man, the pros hit it perfect every time. What would you say in a, in a, say in a, in an, in an 18 hole round where you shoot one or two under par, how many perfect shots do you hit? In an 18 hole round where you hit it exactly the way you wanted, exact same distance, right where you're looking? Uh, maybe one or two. Right. Yeah, right. If that, I mean. Right. No and there's times perfect. you don't hit any, correct?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, right. if you think of perfect, it's got to be perfect. <laughs> it's right. it got to be And that doesn't happen. So it, it just never, yeah
0: but it's yeah, making sure that you're not perfect is good enough where you can still score. You can get her on the golf exactly. course and you can put the last shot behind you and move on to the next shot.
1: Exactly. I think one of the strengths of my game is that my miss hits are pretty good. You know, I don't, if I hit a bad drive, it's still, you know, maybe right rough and that's as bad as it gets. And that's, that's the important part. You know, if you hit it 30, 20 yards, right, you might hit it in trouble. So you got miss hits are so important. You just got to make sure your miss hits aren't big.
0: So you make those changes, you get better in high school. What are the changes that have been most important as you have started your career on the PGA tour? What are the biggest things that you've had to work on from last season, this off season, as you prepare for the MX and then moving on further this year?
1: Um, I kind of just worked on everything. I, like I told you in the summer, my game was just not good. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't practicing. I was playing a lot. Cause you know, I I was fortunate to get, you know, six starts in the summer and it was just golf, 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 you know, wasn't able to grind and work on my game. And I'm a, I'm a pretty big practicer. I like to work practice a lot. So I didn't have that time to work on my game. And you know, I just, that's what I did during this offseason. worked on my swing. Don't really have to do many swing changes because I'm at a point in my swing with my coach where it's just maintenance work. So I did a lot of that worked on my short game and um, yeah, I'm just getting ready for the season, just
0: tidying things up. What swing changes have you made? Have you made some little tweaks here and there? Maybe you, because I know a um, lot of times some guys say that you know they they play bad for a little while and before they know what they look. It's a setup. Yeah, it's, they've been setting up wrong. It's just a setup change. I mean, like you just have the no idea. Thing. Has that happened <laughs> you to you?
1: No, that's literally always the issue in my swing. Like right now, I'm trying to push into my left foot a little bit. My, so I get loaded into the top of my backswing and try to push into the left side of my, you know, my transition and try to push into my left forefoot. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm struggling to do that. I just start twisting early and I don't load into that side and then explode up. And it's easy for me to do that when my feet are a little closed, but you know, yesterday my feet were slightly open. And when I push in, and spin I just yank everything so it's just something that small if I just square up my feet it's so much easier to do that move and people don't realize that it's just I'm literally moving my left foot two inches forward and I'm hitting it miles better and it's no one realizes that
0: right it really is unbelievable now do you when when something starts going wrong uh in a a tournament i know that fixing it in the middle of a round is difficult obviously something your caddy can look at and say hey i see you're doing this or i see you're doing that but do you talk to your coach in between rounds when you're playing pga tour events go hey i'm struggling and maybe there's something they can see that's something simple
1: no i don't um i kind of just try to just work with what i'm what i got if i'm in like a like a pole draw I aim a little more right. <laughs> you can't, I don't think that'll take, that takes, you know, a couple, at least a week for me to feel comfortable working on something before I can take it out to the course. So if I'm, if I'm hitting a little pull, I'm just saying a little more right.
0: <laughs> so you, you remind me a little bit, I don't know if you've ever seen this, there's a video, uh, Tiger Woods and Anthony Kim were doing a session talking to some guys and Tiger's talking about how he does this, this, and this, and it's all technical and it makes a lot of sense. And then, and he, he says, what about you? Anthony, Anthony Kim goes, man, I just go to the range and see if I'm hitting a cut that day or if I'm hitting a draw and whatever I'm hitting, that's what I'm going to play for the whole round. And I'm like, it's like that. Like, that's what I do when I go to the golf course. But are you kind of the same thing where if you're hitting a cut that day, you're just going to play a cut?
1: No. So I don't hit a cut. I just need to hit a big, overdraw that's my issue when i when i'm not hitting it good so i just start aiming a little more right yeah yeah so i like to see like a two yard draw and then every once in a while i start i get i start pulling it a little bit instead of starting it a little right so it's just like a straight shot and it's just drawing right so that's my issue so i just start aiming a little more right (laughs) which isn't a good fix (laughs) you you end up doing more but you know when you're playing a tournament you're not really thinking about trying to fix something. You're trying
0: to just score. Yeah. That's another thing too. I think amateurs get into where they've got too many swing thoughts, standing over a ball and they've got this thought it's set up and this thought in the backswing and this thought in the down. It's like too many swing thoughts. You're, you're not playing golf anymore. You're playing golf swing.
1: Yes. uh, That's very true. I try to keep it very simple and I maximum two swing thoughts. Really, And for me, me, it's usually my waggle. So like when I, when I set up to a golf ball, I always do a couple waggles, kind of, not like Jason Duffner. Everyone always remembers Jason Duffner taking a bunch of waggles, but yeah. me, it's just one waggle. It's for me to not get so rotational from the start of my swing, just to get the club going back. And then right now I'm just thinking about being patient on my downswing and not rotating too early.
0: I know you're playing this week in the Amex and you uh, had some practice challenge yesterday. You probably got a uh, pro-am going on today. First tournament rounds tomorrow. What's the golf course playing like? Is it, is it, is it playing to your strengths?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I think it's. So there's three different golf courses. <laughs> oh, and uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, See, it don't know. It used to be that. two,
0: right? I think it used to be two and they've added a 3rd Um I'm not, I, I've always,
1: I've always been told it's been three. I don't okay. know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a rookie out here. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's so the PGA West, I guess that's the main one because they play the Sunday final round out there. It's playing mm-hmm. plays pretty well for my game. You know, you gotta hit, you gotta hit the fairway and that's one of my strong points. And then, um, you gotta be good off the, off on your pro shots. It's just, very flat greens, so if you hit a good off the tee and you put yourself in a scoring position, it's not very tough around the greens. So I think that's that plays perfectly into my game because I'm a born golfer. I hit the fairway, I hit the green, I try to two or one putt. That's kind of always been my game, and I think this course kind of suits me perfectly because you know um, I, I'll probably I'll do my best to keep the ball in the fairways and then just kind of an iron shot into the green and. The greens aren't too complex and tricky. The only issue is they're extremely firm. So like a four iron for me is releasing eight to nine yards. We did some testing on the greens. Yeah. Then a wet shots, a full wedge is still releasing like a yard or two. Wow. Not Nothing's ripping back. So that's the one thing I've, I've got to be careful about is just making sure I take out precise numbers and landing spots. And, and I think I'll be good.
0: Now, John, how important is is distance to you? I know you made a comment earlier that you're not a super long hitter. But there seems to be all this talk. There's, you know, obviously the talk around Bryson. And I know this week, uh, I believe uh DePrize is playing this week, and he supposedly hits it further than Bryson. Is does.
1: that the guy that's six foot ten? I saw a guy on the range that's six yes. foot ten. I was like, who, who is that guy? He's yeah, his bashing. name is
0: uh his name is uh hold on, I'll tell you. His last name is Dupreeze. His first name. Uh-huh. I've got his uh, name here. Hold on a second. His first name is James. Gotcha. Uh, Yeah, we saw him on the race. Yeah, James Hart Dupree's. His swing speed is 140 miles per hour. His ball speed's over 200, like 202. His average drive last year on the Sunshine Tour was over 370. So, golf, I mean, there's no doubt we have moved into an era of hitting the ball as far as you can. There's Mm -hmm. absolutely no doubt. But guys like Kala Morikawa have shown... That hitting it as far as you can is not necessarily the key to winning. He's been able to, to win some pretty big tournaments and win at a great clip by hitting it straight. So is this something you've ever chased? Have you ever thought about distance or are you happy with the way you're hitting it now? And you're just trying to play your game.
1: I'm, I'm pretty happy about the way I hit it right now. Um, I, I swing at about 112 miles an hour. Good ball speed is like 165. So I'm carrying it. I, right. I was on the quad 280 yards. It's it's good enough for me. I've, I've I've tried to work out and get stronger, but you know, there's certain things in my swing that just don't allow me to hit it, not, you know, 320 yards. And and I've talked to my coach Sean Hogan. He works at the lead writer. I mean, he's always talked about John. You're let's just be honest. You're not going to be a Dustin Johnson. You know, Bryson DeChambeau. You're going to be like a Luke Donald. Kevin now or you know, Colin Markawa kind of golfer where you just you gotta be excellent with your irons and you gotta keep the ball in the fairways and make putts. That that's what you gotta do. You're not gonna bomb the drive, have a wedge shot in and you know, it's it's just not my game. And I've accepted it. I've accepted it in college. And I think honestly, college golfers hit it for the professional golfers. Really? It's like, I mean, you, you got these kids and you know, the peak performance of you know, the athletic ability, they're 19, 20 year olds. And they don't care about, I mean, they do care about how, how well you score, but their egos are so big that they care about hitting at 320, 330. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and then you look at a lot of the younger guys, they're, they're bombing it. Like Cameron champ, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of bombers, Matt Wolf, yeah. And yeah, you'd be shocked. But I I was, I'm the shortest c- c- hitter on my college golf team. I was last year, but the best Is that player. for, a, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So I kind of learned that in college that you don't need to bomb it
0: to, to win. Does it bother you at all when you play with somebody who does hit it a great distance further than you do? Does it, does it bother you to hit second or have to hit twice while they hit once?
1: <laughs> Doesn't bother me. I'm more impressed. I'm like, dude, that's insane. <laughs> Cause my, uh, my teammate last year, he was a fifth year transfer and he's got uh 12 starts on the corn ferry Tours He finished second at Q School. Guys average 125 club at speed, just bombs it, effortless swing, absolutely smashes it. And I'm just like, dude, that's impressive. Like, you know, he worked to do that. So I'm right. not I'm not jealous. I'm not not upset right. about it. I'm just I'm impressed.
0: Have you, uh, and I know you're on social media on Instagram. We gave out your Instagram handle uh, earlier. Have you been following along with all this stuff going on with Kevin, Na and Grace and Murray on social media?
1: <laughs> I actually have been. Um, I was like, man, I, I kind of <laughs> Grace and Murray just got his life ended by Kevin. Na, and then he, he, he missed the cut yesterday or two days Again. ago, whatever it was. And I was just like, <laughs> Oh man, he can't, I, I just try to stay away from conflict. I, I you know, there's no reason to to say no. anything.
0: Do you follow along with a lot of what's going on on social, like the Brooks and uh, uh, Bryson drama and all this other stuff? Uh, yeah, I on?
1: mean, I'm I'm up to date with it. I, it seems like they made up at the the Ryder Cup or whatever it was, but yeah. who knows? Yeah, who it's, knows if it's real or fake? I, it, it's hard to tell.
0: You do. Were you, were you as surprised as everybody else was that Phil won the, uh, the 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 pack money and not Tiger Woods? The pit money, excuse me.
1: Yeah honestly a little bit I was I, still. Actually, he he was pretty engaging this year though he 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 tried he, he did you know he said a couple of statements i remember i was on social media and i saw a post about him saying that or someone saying like it's unbelievable that phil gets this money and then phil tweeted out saying like yeah but the pga tour is using my name and likeliness to to use all this stuff to right. to make their social media better and i was like yeah makes sense.
0: He's got a valid point. Yeah. He's got a valid uh, point. Yeah. It was good to see tiger and, uh, tiger and Charlie playing at the PNC. You know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think playing golf is going to be the issue for tiger. I think walking 18, 36, 54 and 72 holes is, is where there's going to be an issue if he can play golf again. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, actually I went out to the PNC. I did a little clinic for the first tee of Orlando and then, um, they gave me a ticket for saturday's round i think or I, I had one for saturday and sunday and then uh we went to watch tiger and yeah he's just he's glimping a little bit when he walks out of that cart. so i mean tiger's my favorite golfer of all time so i would love to see him out there he looked good like, so the golf swing still,
0: looks good in person
1: yeah it looks good i he said he lost speed he's still swinging he said he was swing someone told me he's swinging at 150 miles an hour Five like one fifteen is above PGA tour average. You can Tiger, you, you can work with that. I, I know you can I've swinged at one twelve, you know, and I, I he's the greatest golfer of a lot of time. He could he can figure out one fifteen club head speed and still still find his way around the golf course.
0: All right, so you you saw how far he's hitting it. He is still hitting it far enough to compete on the tour. Oh, for sure. I mean, it depends on
1: who you ask. I think so, because people say you guys swing at least so and so, but you know Look at Kevin and Kevin Kisner. There's, those are two great examples of guys that have been on the PGA Tour for, what, 10, 10 years now? At and least, yeah. Making a lot of money, and they're swinging at 112.
0: Right. So it can be done. Yes. I don't know if you follow along. You, know, you you talk to a lot of guys, and they say they don't read the press clippings. They don't see all this stuff. But PGA uh, PGATour.com ranked you as the number two golfer to watch in the 2022 season. Have you seen that?
1: Yeah, yeah, so uh, I I did see that. I'm pretty excited to play on the, the Corn Fairy Tour this season, and, um, yeah, I, it kind of gives you high expectations for yourself, but you can't look at it that way. I did do that a little bit. That's another thing I learned last summer is just very high expectations for myself from other people, and you can't think about it that way. You just got to got to play your own game and just, you know, I've, I've done it my whole college career. Why can't I do that as a professional golfer? Just got to block everything out and just play golf.
0: Do you think about that when you're out there? Do you think about, hey, I don't want to, I don't want to let like, I don't want to let my coach down. I'm to let my mom and dad down. I, don't, yeah. I mean, does that, does that stuff enter your mind?
1: It, it so yeah, it, it definitely does a little bit. And I, that was a bit of my, an issue last summer that I struggled with is just thinking about letting people down. And that goes back to what I told you about me playing well in college was like, who cares, man? It's not the end of the world. You're you're living a great life. You got to enjoy it. And why are you letting you know golf define everything? It's it's not who I am. You know, it's
0: it's not everything to me. That's what you do. Be, I mean, you're a golfer exactly. for sure. But it's not who you exactly. are. There's much more to John Pack than just the guy that plays golf, and you know, we watch yeah. on TV. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what I want. That's what I need to tell myself more when I'm playing
0: golf and yeah because otherwise you know listen we've mental health uh, rightfully so has been brought to the forefront lately um because mm-hmm. it is any time it becomes where you feel like you are less of a person or you're less of a of a of a son or or a, or a boyfriend or or you know whatever your relationships you have anytime you feel like you're less of those things because of your score on the golf course yeah. That's that's bad. And that's that's mm-hmm. wrong. You're putting undue pressure Definitely. on yourself. Just like you're not a better son or a better boyfriend or a better friend because you score well on the golf course. They really do the two have nothing to do with each other and I'm sure that that's something that you and Couldn't and Dr. More. Dr. McCabe have talked about.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's something I'm trying to work on. Um it's it's tough, man. It's <laughs> people think the PGA Tour is all happy and and great but like it's a grind. It's your job. You're you're playing for your money and you know if it doesn't go your way, you are worried about, you know, just where your golf game's headed and like a perfect example was Q School last year or this past fall and I made it. I three-putted my last hole and I was tied for 30 I was tied for like 30th and top 40 gets eight guaranteed starts. And I three-putted my last hole and moved to tied for 39. And it kept going back and forth between 39, 42, 40. And at that moment I was like, I might not have a job next year. I I won't have any guaranteed starts. I'm going to have to grind out and try to figure something out. I have no, you know, structure. And, you know, I was in a pretty, for one and a half hours, I was like freaking out. And I was like mentally like all over the place. And then, um, I end up finishing time for thirty ninth, and then getting those eight guaranteed starts. But it's a roller coaster emotionally. Like people don't realize that it's 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 your job and it's your livelihood. But back to what I'm saying, it's also not the only thing that, that defines me. Right. Exactly. It's, no, it's hard to. It's really hard to balance the two in your head.
0: It is because when you're out there, you're out there. Really, I know you have a caddy. Standing yeah. there with you, but the truth is you're really all alone out there. I mean, you're the guy yeah. hitting every single shot, whether it's from the exactly. tee or from the fairway or the bunker or the chip shot or the putt, it's all on you. And so it's easy to 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 kind of get caught up in that and in, in the madness. But as far as starts, I know you're starting this week, uh, tomorrow at the MX and you'll play this weekend. How many other PGA Tour starts do you have locked up versus having, play, having to play Corn Fairy uh, events?
1: So yeah, I, um, I only have, I have this one locked up and then I have the memorial and Charles Schwab. So winning the Nicholas award got me into the memorial and then the Hogan award got me into Charles Schwab. So I'll be playing in those two. Um, and yeah, the rest of the year I'll be playing corn fairies tournaments unless something magical happens this week and you know,
0: never know. You never know. (laughs) So what, so, so let's say this week goes well make the cut. Mm-hmm. You play some corn fairy events, can you get into more PGA Tour events? Cuz I I know I don't. I don't think a lot of people understand exactly how it works. How do you get in to more PGA Tour starts?
1: So, one way I the way I got into this one's a little different. There there's multiple ways you can There's the Monday qualifier. Um you can top 10 into a PGA Tour event to get into the next week one. Um and then there's exemptions. So, normally I write a letter and I send it to the tournament director, tell him why I should be getting an exemption to that event. And that's kind of, kind of how it works. Um, I got a little lucky on the American Express this week. Um, the CEO of American Express lived in New Jersey, not only in Jersey, he lived in my block in Scotch Plains, New Jersey, and there's like 40 houses. So there was a little connection. Some networking yeah. for my agent, he did a fantastic job and got me this exemption and, I mean, a little bit. Obviously, resume. You need to have a proper resume and, and golf right. to to get into these events. So that's kind of how it works. You need a little connection. You need yeah. a good resume. I know. Uh, I sent another letter to Bay Hill. Still waiting to hear back from that one, or the Arnold Palmer Invitational. So uh-huh. hopefully, I'll get into that one. But one thing people won't don't know is that you can't keep bouncing back and forth because in order to earn your PGA Tour card, you got to go through the corn ferry. And you Got to be top 25 in the corn Ferry money list. So, if I keep taking breaks away from the corn Ferry and playing on the PGA tour, you drop down the list, a, right? Yeah, I'm missing exactly. So, that's uh, that's something I have to think about. Um, obviously, a PGA tour event, especially the memorial and Charles Schwab, those are two great events, kind of hard to miss out. So, I think I'll be playing those two for sure.
0: Right now, this is a question that I know we've seen a lot of talk lately. The scores were really super low uh, over in Hawaii. And so now here we are back on the mainland this week. Do you feel, and I know you haven't played these two events per se, but do you feel like the scores are too low? Are the courses being set up too easy?
1: Um, I, you know, that's, that's a tough question. Cause I played in the U S open and at wing and one guy shot under par. Right. And then I I haven't really experienced a course where someone shot 25 under or better. You know, I played Rocket Mortgage, I think. I don't think any of the events I played this summer were that low, so it's hard for me to tell, but my coach Sean Hogan works with Patrick Reed and he went to the event 2 weeks ago in Hawaii mm-hmm. and he was like they they set it up extremely easy cuz the way they set it up Thinking it's going to blow 20 miles an hour. Right. And then it does, the wind doesn't blow and the scores get, you know, you know, if there's 20 miles an hour wind, the score goes from, you know, a good round being
0: eight under to four under.
1: So it, it changes that much.
0: Right. So the wind has a lot. So the weather has a huge, huge and plus oh. they played the ball, I believe they played the ball up in hand the first oh, two really- days. Yeah, and yeah. then it was on the ground the last two days because they had gotten a lot of rain and they were concerned mm-hmm. having some mud balls. So, I and mean, that makes yeah. a huge difference playing the ball up to be able to wipe it off and preferred lie. So, mm-hmm. um, also, I know you signed with TaylorMade, mm-hmm. and uh, so this morning I'm headed outside and the FedEx guy stops and he gets off the truck with this giant box and I'm like, what is that? And I was, I was like, yes, yes, sir, I gotta be a TaylorMade stealth driver these things are absolutely gorgeous i don't know if um if you're watching this on youtube if you've seen it yet the face is absolutely beautiful red red face stealth plus which now which which one do you have do you have the plus or do you have the regular stealth
1: uh this uh that one you're holding right there
0: the plus with the track on it yeah so what is so different uh in the stealth drivers i know they've gone from obviously we were hitting persimmon wood for a while and then we went metal wood and now this is carbon the face is all carbon so what exactly makes it different and what makes it better so uh, they've done
1: more testing than i have till made and it's faster it's just the ball speed is higher than the previous sim but to me visually it looks really good the black face you People were talking about how the red face. Oh, if you see that and you set up to it, it's gonna look like you can't really see the red face. You personally, I think the red face looks great, but just visually from the top, it looks. I like the black head. It looks. It does really look nice from the
0: top. I mean, you can. I mean, it is. Yeah. It is a good-looking driver from the top. It looks sure. amazing, and then the. It's really light. light. I can't believe how light it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it, the head is supposed to be lighter, but I think the biggest thing is the feel of the face you know, it's, it's hard to describe the feeling. Cause you know, it's just what you feel. And it's like, I right. think it's slightly more pingier if that makes more sense to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It comes off. The sound is a little pingier to me, to you, to me as well. And I actually like that a lot more than the previous sim too. And I, I don't know. I, I was testing it out. I went to the kingdom on Thursday, last Thursday, and the numbers were good and the ball flight was way better and it it just it it's really good and just wait till you get the woods the woods are just as good if not better so,
0: I don't know so are you playing it so, so when, when you tee it tomorrow you'll have the stealth you're playing obviously the driver you're playing the three and the five woods as well I, I have
1: a three wood a five wood in play as well as a hybrid so I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to put the hybrid or five wood into play
0: okay so what exactly makes that determination just exactly what you need as far as trajectory into yeah. So I've, I've never used a five wood or a hybrid. I've always used a two iron, mm-hmm. but there's
1: the windiest it gets is five miles an hour out here, which is nothing. And right. with the green screen firm, that two iron, it's, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense when my two, two iron price spins at 2,500, where the hybrid spins at almost 4,000. So obviously, if I get it more up in the air with more spin, it's going to land into the green softer and the reason only reason i use the two irons if it's too windy and i need it off the tee so the hybrid just gives me more you know height into these greens and more spin to make it land softer
0: right but uh these these new tailor-made clubs they really every year seem to revolutionize i i I didn't have a sim 2 i had a sim i had not Mm -hmm. uh, played the sim 2 my son plays a sim 2 but um i just these the the To see the how quick everybody has adapted the Mm -hmm. stealth is unbelievable. You know, Tigers usually kind of one of the last ones to put a new, new club in the bag. He really likes what he likes. He likes the old faithful, which I just, you know, that's completely understandable. Mm -hmm. But for somebody who hadn't practiced a lot, obviously with his health, and then to be able to show up at PNC and drove drive the ball the way he did was really unbelievable. And I know that uh, Rory's playing Abu Dhabi this week. He was putting it in play. DJ was putting it in play. I've seen so many other players playing it. And so I saw that you had it. It's, 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 it says a lot about the product, how quick mm-hmm. it's being adapted to and put into play yeah, by guys who sure. are not just guys who are tailor-made staffers, but guys who are not, who think it's a better product.
1: So, yeah, I'm here at the American Express. And during the practice round, like, there's a lot of free agent guys with the driver, and a lot
0: of them are putting it in a play right now. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's good stuff. I'm I'm excited to take it to the range. I won't yeah. hit it anywhere near as straight and as far as you hit it. But you know what? It's, I, I got a buddy crazy. mind that thinks when he buys a club, he's going to hit it like a tour pro. Like, no, 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 no. They, you, you didn't buy a swing. You bought a club. It's a, it's different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a big, big difference there. Um, before we let you go, John, we do a thing here on the podcast called the emergency nine. I'm gonna ask got you a it. quick nine questions and you just give me the first thing that comes to mind. Got it. So here we go. Hole one. What is the best shot you have ever hit in your life? Uh, driver off the deck
1: at the national
0: championship. It made Sports Center top
1: 10. It was number seven, 310 yards. I hit it to a one and a half feet. Oh my God. Yeah. Best shot of my life.
0: Wow. All right. Number two. Would you rather win now, Ready? If you could just hand pick one tournament, the Masters, the Open, the Open Championship, the PGA, or the players. Definitely
1: the masters. The I think masters. everyone, everyone says that.
0: Yeah. That's the masters. All right. Uh, yeah. You're uh, you're listening to music on the golf course. You got rock hip hop or a little country or something else. Um,
1: pro- probably a little chill house or EDM kind of something
0: just, you know, okay. chill and vibey. Okay. I got that. Whole uh, four. What shows are you binge watching right now? You guys travel. You're on the road all the time. What are you binge watching?
1: Um, right now, no, I'm, I actually, one of my buddies told me about the Epstein docu- documentary, pretty, uh-huh. pretty messed up. But like, yeah, I didn't know anything about it. And he told me and I was like, I got kind of hooked to that. And I was just like, man, I can't believe that actually happened. I know so that's, that's something I'm watching right now.
0: I got a couple of buddies told me to watch Yellowstone and everybody loves Ted Lasso. Have you watched even one of those? I
1: Someone told me about that one as well. I got to watch Ted Lasso. Yeah. I, I didn't, I haven't gotten to that.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, number five, uh, cardio or weight training. What's your, uh, what's your go-to weight training? I hate cardio. (laughs) (laughs) Who is the player you are most nervous to be paired with on the PGA tour? Probably Tiger Woods. Okay. Come on. You got to give me another, (laughs) you Um, got to give me somebody else, (laughs) maybe Dustin
1: Johnson. I've, I've seen him and he's just got this like aura around him. Like he's just like got this. Yeah. I don't know. He's just, he's pretty intimidating. Especially Have you been paired with anybody
0: yet that, that that was like, you know, holy crap, I can't believe I'm paired with this guy. I'm playing golf with this guy. Um no, not yet. Not yet. Not yet, not yet. All right. Uh Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or TikTok? Instagram. Instagram for sure. Okay. So you mm-hmm. he's not John's not looking to fight with guys on Twitter, so keep on moving. No, Uh, no. <laughs> uh you're on the road. You ready to go to a restaurant or are you in a door dash it to the hotel? Uh, a restaurant. Restaurant, you gonna go eat? All yeah. right. Uh, and last but not least, you an Amazon guy, or are you gonna go get in the car and go get it yourself? Amazon. <laughs> <I> mean, <yeah. laughs> it's, it's too easy. easy. Man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so easy. Way simple. too easy.
1: I have the account, you know. We
0: gotta I gotta use it. You got prime, you might as well use it. I mean, it really is crazy. You can order something, some stuff comes that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I mean, it really is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But uh what's your schedule moving forward? I know we'll see you tomorrow and this weekend at the at the Amex and then when will we see you again so
1: hopefully you know I sent an exemption letter to the API so waiting to hear back from that so I'd love to play that you know Orlando's like a second home to me I moved there when I was a sophomore in high school so love to play that but playing corn fairy events going to Panama after this then Bogota and Columbia then um Tampa after that
0: Wow. It's a lot of travel on the schedule, but yep. uh, you never know, man, this week you could catch lightning in a bottle this week and none of it will matter. You'll be playing more PGA exactly. Tour events before you know it. Exactly. Deal. You never well, know. John, thank you so much for your time, man. Best of luck to you this week. Hopefully you uh, fulfill those expectations of the number two player to watch on the uh, PGA Tour in 2022. Good luck this week. Good luck moving forward. And uh, thanks so much for coming on the Stripe Show podcast.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much, Froggy. Enjoyed it. Appreciate it, man.